Hey yo, it's your boy, DJ McFlurry, with <laughs> MC Cool Whip, and we're back with another episode of Shit's Weird, bro. Why you Why you even do that? Oh shit! Upgrade official. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> tonight we bring you Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. That's right. Or Jane the Ripper. Let's not be sexist. Uh, it was Jack the Ripper, Jill, but that's okay. I think Jill the Ripper, I think, is... Uh, H the Ripper? X the Ripper. Oh. oh are we, we, these are rap names. Ooh. These are rap names Okay, now. I could see that. X the Ripper? That, that's a hell of a rap name, actually. You do the rap super fast. How? Who is Jack the Ripper? Well, if my Google Docs would load, I would tell you who he is. But Jack, <laughs> no, Jack the Ripper was a... Notorious serial killer that roamed the streets of uh, London. Whitechapel. Whitechapel. I was looking for that word. Whitechapel, London back in the 1880s. Yes. And uh, he's most famous for, they call him the canonical five. Yes. There's five murders that he uh, committed that are said to all be tied to Jack the Ripper. and they, Right, they there's know. a bunch of other murders there, that are there loosely was a, tied. a whole bunch of murders that happened after 19, uh, 1889 that uh, people think are Jack the Ripper, but it it's kind of out of character. With right. They just kind of happened around the same time, but it wasn't in the same fashion. But yeah, he was a notorious serial killer. Um he just stalked the the streets of London, stalking prostitutes. Most of yeah, them just, were. Yeah, I I would uh, say that all of them were prostitutes. Well, the canonical five they were. Yeah. Yes, and then after that, who and knows? the thing is, they were all very similar. So it had a similar mo, which means it had to be one serial killer, or it could have been, or they could have been copycats. copycats. After you the never person. know. But the only thing is, is they happen so quick, after one after another, that it's kind of hard and to... And I mean, at a time where you're literally off the grid, because there is no fucking grid to begin with. Yeah, you could just do whatever you want. Right, really. and you're in an impoverished area. Yeah. And, I mean... It, let's, it, let's preface the Jack the Ripper story, so... You know, we just dumped, jumped right into this without giving anybody any... Any what they reference want. to... To, to time, you know, the that, shitheads. Oh, they love their timelines. It has what they need. And it has go. electrolytes. <laughs> In mid-19th century, Britain experienced an influx of Irish immigrants. Them fucking who Irish. Who swelled the population. Goddamn, no fucking trash. <laughs> trash. Bring their just potatoes and famine everywhere. And Conor McGregor's. Eh, he's not so, so bad. They swelled the populations of major cities, including London, right? So from 1882, Jewish refugees from uh, like Russia, from Poland, and other areas of Eastern Europe, they emigrated to the same area. Yep. So Whitechapel in London's East End became increasingly overcrowded. Mm-hmm. So work and housing conditions just got worse and well, worse. Whitechapel's like... Uh, like- Brooklyn in New York. It was like a it's borough. Like it's a, a parish. Yeah, it's a they call it district. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's in London, but it's right. like a it's neighborhood. The you'd call it what, like the Lower East End. Yeah, That's I don't know. What it, I just threw lower in there, but it's really just the East Whatever. End. Um, but yeah, there would be 
like a bunch of fucking underclass problems that would happen, right? So there's robbery, violence, alcohol dependency. Uh, all oh, these things are common. I want to see what robbery was like back then. Give me your fucking money. Give me yeah. your money. With, with like a fucking cane or something. You know what I mean? No. Like, they, they pulled them at fucking knife point yeah. like they do today in London still. Well, because they can't have guns. Because so. I was about to say, what do they use? A flintlock <laughs> pistol back then? Like, You're Jesus Christ. Shit, probably. <laughs> Give me your money. So all of this, all of this economic problems pushed a lot of women into mm-hmm. prostitution. Mm-hmm. So in October of 1888, London's Metropolitan Police Service estimated that there were 62 brothels and 1,200 women working as prostitutes in Whitechapel. That's not that many, you know. I know more prostitutes. They, I got more prostitutes than 1,200 you? in my phone book right now. In your phone book? In well, I don't your have an actual book? phone book, but you know, in my phone, you know, the, the, in contact, the address, contact the contact list. Oh, yeah. There's more. You than sure that. about that? Yeah, I, I know it for a fact. I'll show you right now. We'll pause for this. Yeah. Don't pause for it because there's much less. Okay. And there's no prostitutes. So the, the economic problems, they, they're they next to this rise in social tensions, right? Because you have all this immigration. So between 1886 and 1889... Oh, they were mad at the Irish? There was a, fucking Irish? Yeah, there's a bunch of demonstrations. So they have to... The police have I mean, to fucking be, intervene. And there's all this public unrest. Uh, kind of like the 13th of November, 1887. Yeah. But there was a bunch of anti-Semitism, crime, nativism, racism, social disturbance, and just deprivation of public perceptions that Whitechapel yeah. was a notorious den of immorality. It was like back in, in, in like the, in the Pirates of the Caribbean days, it was Tortuga. Like you wanted to go to Tortuga, well, that was the that was the denizen. If you're or it's from, like Vegas. If you're right from now. London and you know the area, you'd probably say it hasn't changed a whole bunch. Oh, there's still like the same? Ton, they still have a lot of stabbing problems. Wow, I didn't know yeah, that. In the same area, it's still not great. Awesome. Yeah, so, so it's, it hasn't changed much. It's less like Vegas and more like Compton. Yeah, yeah it's just okay. systemic. Okay, it's just like, okay, don't yeah. go here. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. So, that's when... Yeah. So, in 1888, they had all those m- murders that are attributed to, quote-unquote, Jack the Ripper. Well, that that was... They called him something. They called him the Whitechapel murderer. Um, right. Or the, the, or the butcher, leather, the or leather apron. The, I like that one. I like that better. The, the leather apron. But they that's what they called him at first. Apparently, Jack the Ripper came from a letter. Uh, right. It came from a letter because everybody was sending in letters. Most of them were useless, but some of them were... Uh, there was like three letters. We'll get into this later. But there was three letters that were useful, and in one of those letters... Uh, a, the apparently the killer called themselves Jack the Ripper. So you so that's kind of arrogant. Yeah, apparently that they put that in there, Jack the Ripper, and they signed it Jack the Ripper. So I think that that's where they got the name from. I don't mm-hmm. think that was the actual killer, right? That did it, but that's where they got the name from. I see. So, do you want to talk more about those letters, or do you want to talk Canonical well, Five? Oh yeah, we'll get into the letters later. That's that goes down the road. All right, let's um, talk uh, Canonical Five then. Okay, so there was, as you would presume, there was five victims. Uh, 
Mary Ann Nichols, Annie Chapman, Elizabeth Stride, Catherine Eddowes, and Mary Jane Kelly. They were all pretty much mutilated in the same fashion, except for one of them, but mm-hmm. we'll get to that later. So the first one that, <laughs> the first one that was found was uh, Mary Ann Nichols. Uh, her body was discovered at 3:40 a.m. on Friday, 30, uh, August 31st, 1988. I'm used to saying 19 Before for everything. Time. You know what I mean? 1888 in Bucks Row, which is now Deward Street in Whitechapel. Her throat had been slashed by two cuts. I I don't know if they were like parallel to each other, but right. I don't know how you could tell if it was two cuts in the same slit. But yeah. hey, two cuts. Um, and the lower part of her abdomen was partly ripped open by a deep, jagged wound. Several other incisions on the abdomen were caused by the same knife. So the same knife meaning they're both deep and jagged also. Uh, I could see that. Or they, they were just consistent with the same... Or or the throat cut knife. See, I'm not a. I'm. I think that's it. Yes. The, Maybe the, the throat cut knife and the jagged wounds are the same thing. Okay, so you got. But I don't, She was slit at the throat twice. And her abdomen was ripped open. Her abdomen was ripped open, and that was it. Okay. In this one, what happened to Chapman? Andy Chapman's body. Uh, it was discovered around 6 a.m. on a Saturday. Uh, the 8th of September, I hate how they put that. They put it like I, European I believe ways. In, yeah. That's how they do oh, it. Oh, I'm they, sorry. They put it in European ways because it happened in fucking London. I don't give a shit. I'm in America. Anyway, Chapman's body was discovered <laughs> at 6 a.m. on Saturday, the 8th of September, 1888, near a doorway in the backyard of 29 Hanbury Street. Uh, in, in Spitalfields. That's a hell Spitalfields. Spitalfields. Uh, as in the case of Nichols, the throat were, was severed by two cuts. The abdomen slashed entirely open, and it was later discovered that the uterus had been removed. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the inquest, one witness described seeing Chapman at about 5.30 a.m. with a dark-haired man of shabby, genteel appearance. I love the, I love so the not old, Jewish, I love basically. The, I love the old-timey. The yeah. old timey uh, description where you look at someone and yeah. you're like, "Oh, they're a Gentile. Oh, they're mm-hmm. a Jew." Gentile. Like, how the fuck can you? That sounds like know. somebody from Texas would say. So, what happened to Stride and Eddowes? Well, yeah, this is the where it starts to get weird. Stride and Eddowes were killed early morning on, uh, of Sunday, thirtieth September, eighteen eighty-eight. Thirtieth oh, of September. Oh, there's no of. Isn't it weird that they're all on a weekend? No, he. It, this was his M.O. They were on a weekend or the end of the week and towards the end of the Kinda month. Kind of like when you're going to fire somebody. Probably. He's just fucking... He's so maybe cutting, he's the pimp. He's cutting bitches. He could be. Just cutting bitches. Be like, you ain't getting my money, bitch. Okay. Type of thing, which could happen. Uh, but they were killed on the same day. The first body that was found was Stride. Uh, it was discovered at 1 a.m. in... Duffield's yard off Burner Street. Now I can't say that. Hen- Henriquez. Henri. Okay. Henriquez Street in Whitechapel. The cause of death was one clear incision, which uh, which severed a main artery on the left side of her neck. The absence of mutilation was probably due to uh, a lot of people think that somebody interrupted him at the time oh, of like this he, one. Like he was about to do it. He's like, <gasps> yes. Well, because there was no mutilation on her, she literally. She got uh, her throat slit, and then she didn't have anything cut open or cut out. So it was uh, it was a lot less harsh than 
the rest of the murders. So you think he kills him, takes the body somewhere, and then cuts him open? Uh, well, I don't know. I haven't because to me it seems like all the I bodies are in a different time. place they from are. where they're killed. Uh, except for one, except for the last one, Edo's. Um, but. Uh, they. It seems like that because I haven't heard anything about being pools of blood or right or people hearing Nothing anything like or anything like that. No eyewitnesses. But hers was like the. Le- I mean, it's still pretty fucking grim, but it was uh the least grim compared to the rest because they seems that it happened abruptly. Like somebody had interrupted it. They mm-hmm. heard somebody coming and they're like, oh shit, and he bounced. But uh, some say. That uh, they saw her walking around in the same area, and they had a, he had a companion. One was fair skin, had fair hair, so blonde hair. The other one had dark hair. Some people say that he was well dressed, and some say that he was shabbily dressed. Shabby is a so big word here. so very varying instances. They of had who this guy could be. They had conflicting or girl. Whatever it Not is. Not going to throw it out. They had conflicting uh, ideas, or both witnesses had conflicting accounts of the story. Right. Of this one. So, that Not to mention, if, okay, if Jack the Ripper was really a dude in a top hat and a cape and the whole tuxedo bit, he would have got shit thrown at him in Whitechapel. No yeah. problem. Well, there because, was huge problems with class. Like, well, yeah, you're dressed too like, nicely. Fuck you. Wham! Yeah. It's like Here's if you a rotten went, tomato. If you went to Beverly Hills and they're like kicking a homeless person on the street, that's like what it is, and they probably do that there. There's homeless people in Beverly Hills are kicking them out. They don't just let homeless people stay in Beverly Hills. What? Pretty sure. It's kind of the same thing, but it's reverse. You, exactly. It's, yeah, it's the same. Yeah. I was just making a comparison. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Edo's. What about her? What happened to her? Her body was found in, I'll call it Mitre Square. I, that's what I would have said. Yeah. In, in London, uh, three quarters of an hour after Strides. So, 45 minutes after Strides. Uh, the way they fucking yeah. say everything, it's amazing. Three quarters. Uh, <laughs> the, throat was all, the throat was severed and the abdomen was ripped open by a long, deep, jagged wound. Sounds familiar? The left kidney and major part of the uterus had been removed. Also sounds a little mm-hmm. bit familiar. He's going a little further this time, taking the kidney. Yeah. Uh, a local man named Joseph Lewende had passed through the square with two friends shortly before the murder, and he described seeing a fair-haired man of shabby appearance with a woman who may have been Edo's. So we got... Uh, but his companions were unable to confirm his description. We got three for shabby clothes and one for well-dressed. Right. So shabby clothes, it sounds like. It sounds like, which is more likely... Yeah. Given the area that it's in, uh, Edo's and Strides murders were later called a double event. The double event. Okay. Yeah. Part of Edo's bloodied apron was found at the entrance to a tenement on Gold Golston Street, Whitechapel. Some writing on the wall above the apron piece became known as the Golston Street Graffito. Uh, it seemed to implicate Jew, a Jew or Jews. Yeah. Multiple. Which, I mean, there was. Jewish immigrants. But it was unclear whether the graffito was written by the murderer as he dropped the apron piece or merely incidental. More than likely, it was incidental for me. Uh, Such graffiti were actually commonplace in Whitechapel. 
Yeah. Uh, the in fact, the police commissioner Charles Warren feared that the graffito might spark anti-Semitic riots and ordered it washed away before the sun rose. <laughs> It's like, yeah, there's evidence. Let's just wash it away. But so, let's Mary get, Jane Kelly, this moving right on. This one is the most gruesome, and it's this is the one actually not Edo's, but Mary Jane Kelly is the one that I believe she was murdered where she was discovered. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly was mutilated and disemboweled. Uh, well, her body was discovered laying in bed in a single room where she had lived at 13 Miller Court off of Dorset Street in Spitafield. So it's kind of, it's all around the same area. If you were if you were a prostitute, would you take someone back to where you live? No, not to where you live. I'd get like I'm pretty sure they they had brothels and stuff, so they probably set it up right. at different hotels or right. things so like that. So why would you be home? Well, you never know. They might have brought her there, or it was a uh, he just stalked her and forced his way into the house. I guess, or her. I guess for what you're saying, um, at 10:45 a.m. on Friday, 9th of November, 1889. 1888. 1888. The throat, however, this one's different from the rest of them because this one had been severed down the spine. So vertically from tricky. from top to bottom, it had been severed straight down. So along the road, not across. Yeah. So that everybody knows that's how you get it done. That's right. But and her abdomen was completely emptied. Most uh, most of it. They didn't take any of the organs except the heart. Except for her heart. Everything else was still there. But I have a picture of it, and it's freaking gnarly. And she was everywhere. Yikes. Yeah, that's... Uh, they. She was just ripped apart, and yeah. they kind of had her in a sexually compromised position with her legs spread and everything going. I can't even well, tell what her face is. Well, she was a prostitute, so... Well, yeah. You know, is what it is. Um, all, all of the canonical five murders were perpetrated at night. Well... Or close to a weekend. I mean, if... If you're a murderer, on or close to, a weekend, you wouldn't do anyway. it in the middle of the day. No, you know. But and then they were all like at the end of the month or like a week after. Yeah, which is and then the mutilations got increasingly worse as mm-hmm. as the murders kept going, except for Stride, who we assume he was interrupted. That's what it seems like. That's that's the most feasible explanation. Well, to break it down, Nichols wasn't she didn't miss she wasn't missing any organs. Uh, then Chapman's uterus gets taken, right? Yeah. Eddowes had her uterus and kidney removed, and her face was mutilated. Uh, Kelly's body was fucking eviscerated; just the face was hacked away. Only the heart was missing from the crime yeah, scene. Everything but else was there. Guts were everywhere, everywhere. So they did have uh, they had other murders. After that, yeah, they, but they, these five were believed to be considered uh, committed by the same man, um, given the yeah, contemporary the documents Ripper. that link them together. They, I mean, there was plenty afterwards that happened, or kind of around the same time. Mm-hmm. There was uh, where Rose Millet, she was found strangled in Clark's Yard, High Street, uh, right behind. I guess it's where is it? Poplar is the neighborhood. Um, on December 20th. So it wasn't too far after that. 
But the only thing is, is that doesn't follow the MO at all. Like he didn't do any stranglings. He cut the, he cut mm-hmm. the throat and ripped out your organs. Right. For some reason. Um, Maybe he was studying science. <laughs> could have been. And there, there and was others. prostitutes are the um, sacrifices to his work. Well, whatever. What other? We we had an episode where they, where they use prostitutes. We did. Mm. Oh, that was MK Ultra. Oh yeah, yeah. They used them for different. Not to, not as killing things. For drugs. Yeah. And do, have you heard about this one's just gruesome? I don't think this one has to do with Jack the Ripper, although it could be. But it's around the same time, it in was, the same area. It was the well, actually, a year later, is in September of eighteen eighty nine. Um, it's called the what is that? Panici, Panici Street Torso was a headless and legless torso of an unidentified woman found under the railway <clears throat> arch on Panici Street in Whitechapel. It seems. Uh, Purportable, that's a word. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not it. Probable. I've had a couple of beers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. Probable that the murder was committed elsewhere and the parts were kind of flung everywhere and the dismembered body had been placed there. That one I can kind of see because of how gruesome it is being connected with it, but uh, it's still a different MO. You know what's interesting? Remember the Black Dahlia? Yeah, that one was gnarly. So she was given a Glasgow smile. Mm-hmm. And she was severed at the at the waist. She she had a hemis hemis somethingectomy, hemicorporectomy. That's it. Yeah, you're never gonna forget that word. Never, are you? never. <laughs> it's fucking seared into my brain. But also the um the Cleveland torso killer. Mm-hmm. Same kind of deal, but he would decapitate people instead of slicing their throats. And they were kind and normally. Of uh, when he decapitated people, that was the cause of death. Yeah, like he would decapitate him first, and yeah, then do whatever, and then do what he wanted whatever to he's do. doing, which is so. Gnarly. I mean, but those are all within a span of like fifty years. So yeah, people I'm have not gonna say it going can't on. be the same guy, but yeah. yeah, but I mean, once he gets to the Black Dahlia, that would be like. He knows what he's doing because there's no blood. There's like nothing. It's like right, perfect. Right. right. But Ooh. we all know that was George Hodel. So let's just keep it moving. That's it. So you got suspects, bro? There's suspects, but uh, what yeah, do you want to cover first? I don't know. What about the investigation? Well, I mean, you what, tell me. What could what can they really do at the time? They weren't. Super. They could be like, "Oh, the guy said he looked like a gentile, so it's yeah. a Jew. <laughs> it's a Jew." That's basically what they did. But it was a. It was uh, to quote our dear president. It was a witch hunt. Yeah, uh, well, Polacks, Jews, Irish, there any were, any scapegoat they could lay their hands on. So everything that they went through. Any type of forensic evidence that they can find, which really wasn't much because, I, like you said, I believe they right. were dumped at the scenes. <clears throat> um, they interviewed anybody that was fit the bill, that anybody that was Jewish, anything like that. Like you right. said, a winch hut. It was over 2,000 people they interviewed. Uh, upwards of 300 people were actually investigated as being uh, the killer. And over 80 people were detained for it. 
So they actually arrested over 80 people in... Uh, well, you reject the river. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In accordance to the case, but it nothing came of nothing it. Stuck, yeah. Yeah, nothing stuck. Yeah, nothing stuck. They're still... Well, they think they're still at large. Um, it just goes on like that. Basically, they're just... They they round up all these guys and they really get nowhere with it. There are some weird things that happen, but nothing really comes of any of it. Do you have I got suspects, suspects or is what I got. Let's go for it then. All right. Let's dive in. Do you have this guy Nikolay Vasiliev? I certainly don't. You don't? Okay. No. Uh I want I want to call him Nikolai. Nikolai Vasiliev was the leader of a sect of eunuchs, but he also I'm had a romantic heart. Going in blind here, because I've never heard of this guy. So he spent most of his days poring over books. He's a eunuch, so he has no fucking uh, genitals. What? The fuck is that? I've never heard of that you shit. You devote your life to God and the teachings of the Lord. And so you castrate yourself? Yes. What the shit? It's called the eunuch. All right. So you have no... Um, Never heard of that. No temptations of the flesh. I'm pretty sure you still got them. Your nuts aren't well, there. This I'm pretty guy sure, sure you still did. got them. So <laughs> he, spent, he spent most of his days poring over books at night. He wandered the streets. Uh, he hoped to save as many poor souls as he came across, right? One night, he encounters this beautiful woman. Like, she had tits. Like, like fucking bam. melons, bro. Fucking, dude. Like, a perfect double D. No bigger, no smaller. Perfect. Bigly. Bigly. Bigly perfect. And not like... She's a beautiful woman. And not like... Terrific. Not like slommy nipples like I have. Like, you know? No. Like nice... Just like... Quarter imagine size. Imagine the perfect proportions. Yeah. Like porn star. Her name was Madeline. Yeah. Sounds like a porn star. Yeah. She was a prostitute living in squalor. Well, what do you know? So, Nikolai immediately falls in love with this girl. Uh, he takes it upon himself to set her up with a place to stay with a local tradeswoman. He hopes this girl's gonna pick up this other woman's work ethic and like work herself out of it. But fucking uh, Madeline's loyalties to the streets, you know what I'm saying? The streets, son. <laughs> yeah, Bitches I mean ain't shit, but hoes and tricks. <laughs> so she runs away, and he's like hella fucking sad by this, right? So after two months of searching for his the love of his fucking life, he finally finds her, which is crazy in the yeah. 1800s to find somebody the, with yeah, no you, fucking... You're just fucking searching. <laughs> right. Not alone! So he finds her not far from where they first met. Well, yeah, no shit. So he's thrilled to be with her again, uh, but something fucking snapped. He stabs her in the back with a knife. So Oh, lovely. It set him. It sets him loose on this murderous fucking rampage. And after two weeks pass, he murdered seven or more prostitutes in this fiery fucking love rage. What the right? fuck? So the number was almost eight, but he was caught when the girl he was trying to murder called out for help. Oh. At his trial, Nikolai pled insanity and was sent to a mental institution in France. France. So he was sent to a mental institution, but I mean, he's killing prostitutes. Love of his life was a prostitute. I mean, yeah. that's, there's a lot going. Well, you know what it was? He was just frustrated because he thought the love of his life 
the hottest woman he's ever seen. He's like, oh, you're perfect. Maybe this sex thing isn't so bad. I'm going to change you. No, I'm going to change you. But he's probably thinking, hey, I really wish I can fuck her. And now you ain't got no dick. You can take the hoe out the ghetto, but you can't take the See, ghetto out the hoe. <laughs> Bitch, you, I'm a G. You can only get so much satisfaction out of just pleasing her. Out of just uh, going downtown and doing finger twiddles. You're, Tickling the ivories. You're gonna want a little bit of... Uh, you want Colonel Angus to visit you every now and then as yeah, well. Yeah, of course. But he's got no Colonel. Yeah. Colonel's gone. All he's got is his anus. Angus. I mean... Excuse me. (laughs) Every now and then, Angus doesn't mind being licked, but... That's true. You know, like, that only gets you so far as well. So wasn't this just happening out of frustration? Yeah, and then from that point, when he's after he's in the insane asylum, which, in 1880s, I don't know if you want to be Uh, in a fucking mental institution. Yeah, they're probably little nuts. (laughs) There's not much known about his whereabouts, but somehow two different newspapers actually stated that he owned property in London in 1888 and that he was a suspect in the killings. After that point, he drops off the radar for good and is never heard of again. Hood from again? Never hood. Never hood from again. (laughs) Motherfucker. Hood. I hooked through the grapevine. Oh, okay. Yeah, CCR, yeah. That's awesome. So, uh, who you got? What is that? Your guy? No, that's one of my guys. Well, what? Not to mention the women. The women? women. Dude, I got got two people, I think. Have you heard of uh, Aaron Kaminsky? Yeah. Aaron Kaminsky. Little psycho-ass motherfucker. Psycho motherfucker. So Kaminsky was a Polish Jew who immigrated from... Oh, he did it. Polish Jew. Exactly. Done. To Hitler, that's the worst you can be. Let's... Is a Polish Jew. Yeah. I mean, I'm not wrong. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're... I mean, you could be a black Jew. You could be like a Amari Stoudemire. You can, you can be a gay black Jew from Poland. That would be the worst. As for far Hitler. as Hitler's for concerned. Hitler, yes. not like actual, like yeah, you go be a gay, gay Jew pole. You be that black gay Jew pole. That's that's and be fine. the best black gay Jew pole that you could fucking be. And me and Christopher will love you. For we'll it. support you. We'll be like, go best friend. I love you, best friend. However, Hitler would have hated you. Hitler, Hitler would have had an yes. issue. So, anyways, he uh. Immigrated from Poland to England in the 1880s, um, where he worked as a hairdresser or a barber at the time. They called them hairdressers, I guess. And Whitechapel. So he was gay too. Could have been. You never know. Um, at Whitechapel, uh, this guy was also a little bit crazy. Yeah. Just a yeah. Just a tad bit crazy. Yeah. So from 1881. Or 1891, he was institutionalized in an insane asylum. Um, Again, not a place you want to be. Not a place you... Well, he went through a couple of different ones. So on July 12th, 1890, uh, Kaminsky was placed in Mile uh, Mile End Old Town Workhorse, which is, I guess, a a halfway house or some type of uh, insane asylum due to... His mental health and his brother, his brother's name is Wolf. 
W- That's fucking sick. W- so they have, <laughs> Wait, who was born first? Wolf or Aaron? <laughs> it had to have like, been Wolf. They were like, they had they to were have like been. let's name him Wolf. And then they grew up and they were like, that was stupid. Uh, you're Aaron. <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> it's W-O-O-L-F. So Wolf. Oh, okay. Wolf. All right. But it's still. It's probably but, something in Polish. It's better than Aaron. Or it's yeah. Aaron in Polish. Could be. You never know. Um, but he was the one that admitted him and certified that he was crazy. But three days later, on February 4th, they let him go. They basically said he was good and they let him go. But then he ends up going back four days later on February 7th and gets put back into the work workhouse. Yep, workhouse. I said workhorse. Workhouse. He was the workhorse of the workhouse. He certainly was. He gets put back into the workhouse, but then he gets transferred to a, a col- colony? C-O-L-N-E-Y? Colony. Moving on! So that's a... Well, it's kind of cool. Colony Hatch Lunatic Asylum. That's what they call it. The loony bin. Lunatic Asylum. Not a saint asylum, which is kind of cool. And... He was put there because... Is that where they, like, they grab you with those big-ass fucking butterfly nets? Like, the old... <laughs> <laughs> he just got, like, a big dog like, catcher. Yeah! <laughs> ah, you got me again, hoss. Yeah. It, it could be. Pretty sure. That would be hilarious. Pretty sure that's the movie, Ben. <laughs> but, uh, he was taken there by a Jacob Cohen, and the witness said that Jacob Cohen is the witness said when they were putting him in that he had threatened his sister with a knife days prior to that after being released from the workhouse mm-hmm. three days before that. So it's not really clear if they were talking about Cohen's sister or uh, Kaminsky, uh, Kaminsky's sister. Mm-hmm. They don't know, but still. Were either of them prostitutes? I don't think either of them were prostitutes. They were just sisters. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. But anyways, they... At, he just kept worsening and they basically they studied him and he was exhibiting hallucinations. He was having auditory hallucinations, paranoid fear of being fed by other people. Um, and then he was also like, it drove him cause he was scared to be fed by other people, like have lunch given to him or anything like that. So he was driven to the point to where he would literally pick up food off the ground and eat it that other people had discarded, discarded as trash and litter. So he's a paranoid schizophrenic. Very paranoid schizophrenic. And he had a horrible diet and he didn't bathe or anything. So he was very shabby in appearance and oh. emaciated. Oh. Um, Did he have fair hair? Uh, it doesn't really specify. Did he have a Gentile appearance? No, because he's a Polish Jew. Well, it could have been. So you never, you never know. But he was a Polish Jew, and at the time they were suspecting a Jew. So it, it oh my god, I'm not gonna describe what you just did. In 1894, a mem a memo written by Sir <laughs> Meville. Uh, Me- I can't say his last name, Mister Meville. Uh, the assistant chief constable of the London Metropolitan Police names one of the suspects as a Polish Jew called Kaminsky. So, in a memo... Aaron? A. Aaron. Or Wolf. 
Well, it's not Wolf. Ooh. Ooh. They say They're both named Kaminsky. A Polish Jew named Kaminsky that was in an insane asylum. Was Wolf not there signing the paperwork? In. So in, he was in. in. Being admitted, he you was dingus. In. You know what I mean. You know what they mean. Uh, basically, <laughs> but the abridged version of the memo was released in the 1970s, and it stated that they had strong reasons to suspect uh, Kaminsky because he had a hatred of women with a strong uh, with strong homicidal tendencies. Because I guess he exhibited these while he was in the institute being... Oh, he had strong homicide. Not he had a hatred for women with strong homicidal tendencies. He had a hatred for women. He also had strong homicidal tendencies. Well, there's kind of okay. one and of the same, you know? If you have strong homicidal no, tendencies... No, if you have a hatred for women that have homicidal tendencies... No, then not you like you hate women that try to no, kill you. He and has, I have that. He has. I'm scared. He has homicidal tendencies. Okay. With, I don't have that. With a hatred for women. Got it. So that's how that happened. Um but a lot of the times like you were saying with the classism, it, they don't think um that it could have been somebody that was it, it could have been something that was upper class that was doing it. And it wasn't just, the prince. I'm not saying the prince. Okay. I, I wasn't getting into that. But All right. It could have been. Nip it in the butt. It could have been somebody that was upper class because they wanted to get rid of people. But they didn't really feel that was correct. New you world know, order. NWO back then? Holy shit. Yeah, They've been bro. planning this forever. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> they just they planned the Jack the Ripper. They they planned everything. Everything. Just the World War Two, the whole shebang. Well, I can see that. You know, mm-hmm. world wars oh. and things like that kind of happened. But they had a strong uh, suspicion that it was him, due to many of the eyewitnesses saying that it was somebody that had shabby appearance that. Was what kinda, about the one fancy boy? That the one fancy boy, he was an outlier. You know okay. what I mean? But that was kind of emaciated, and it kind of fits the bill that he was a little fucking crazy for this stuff, and he had a hatred for women. So, a lot of the times, I mean, I I can see a lot of the fingers being pointed his way just mm-hmm. because of the because he's a Polish Jew. Number one. Well, I mean, of course. Number two, he fits. He kind of fits the bill. He does but, when it comes to. I but, mean, he has a hatred for women in general, yes. not for prostitutes specifically, or I'm sorry, specifically. Specifically, call back <laughs> to the last ep, <laughs> but it. He also exhibited like schizophrenic behavior and things like that to where, yeah, like you said, he was having, uh, well, like I said, he was having auditory hallucinations to where he was hearing people. But are schizophrenics uh, likely to repeat the same MO? I don't know. I'm not smart enough to know that. You know, I mean, it could happen. Like if he's stuck in the same pattern and his voices are telling him the same thing. If. If, yeah, it, right. it could happen. But the biggest thing that they have against them, obviously, 
They they know that he's crazy. He fits the bill when it comes to uh, the look and all that. And plus the memo, uh, the police had kind of pinned him just for other circumstantial evidence right. that they didn't really get into just because probably asylum records had been exactly. thrown out in the later days or police records aren't as good as right. they are now. But the big thing... In September uh, of 2014, author Russell Edwards claimed he had proved Kaminsky's guilt by using mitochondrial DNA evidence. So there, there was a shawl that was left. Hard eye roll. Okay. You don't even know what mitochondria is. It's the powerhouse I, of the cell. Thank you. We've gone thank over this. Thank you. So many callbacks. Yes, I can't even. <laughs> but uh, so he, they had a, he had a shawl that he had left at the crime scene which could have been the piece of the apron that was left at it was one a of shawl them. actually well it was like a scarf yeah i know deal. i know what a shawl, yeah. shawl is yeah. but off of the shawl they had uh run mitochondrial dna and apparently it had come back for aaron kaminsky is come back the results came is back is that what was on the shawl come? what did they well it could have a lot of people are saying that the Ripper has to do with sexual fantasies. Like, he's not just killing to kill. He's doing it for uh, sexual pleasure. They're saying that the... Is that a thing? Yeah. They're saying that the insertion of the blade was actually the sexual act that gets them off rather than actually f- having sex. And then they see that as sexual. It's an intense... Uh, sexuality or um, they called it something else back in the day basically uh, what the fuck's that called uh, nymphomania but there was a different word for it so nymphomaniacs apparently had this uncontrollable urge to just have sex just all the time each other. to have sex all the time uh-huh. but this guy's or they're saying that the rippers uh, nymphomania was so bad that having sex didn't do it anymore it had to be pain it had to be some type of other that's weird that you would you would be in this place of extreme pleasure and i need to experience it all the time and that's not good enough i need to kill something have you seen uh have you seen black mirror or the one of the black mirror episodes where they explore this not this specifically but i've seen black mirror and i understand well they they explored one episode to where they have this neural net thing for doctors where they put on this it looks like a shower cap and they hook it up to patients to where the doctor feels exactly what the patient is feeling. No, thanks. Exactly. <laughs> but the doctor's able to diagnose his patients very quickly. He's like, okay, I know exactly what right, this is. Patients lie all the time. Well, be, and, well, no, it's not because they don't really know what's going on. And with them. their perception of their pain is different from yeah. the doctor's perception. They of don't their pain. really know what's going on with them. So they put it on and he's able to diagnose what's happening. He saves a bunch of lives doing this. Long story short, he starts to find sexual pleasure out of this. He puts the cap on and he he start he starts to enjoy the pain. He's like, "Uh, just a little bit longer type of thing." And they're like, "We need to have it now." It's like that. Make it even longer story shorter. Uh, he takes this cap home and he starts using it with his wife. So he basically puts the equipment on her while he's wearing the cap while they're having sex. So he's having. So he feels he's her dub, double orgasm. orgasm he's ha- and his orgasm at the same time. I like this guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, that's what a man would do with the said technologies. 
It sounds amazing, doesn't it? <laughs> but he starts to get crazy down. Like he starts to. Oh, he starts to get crazy after that. <laughs> yeah, that's when well, it starts. Well, now it's not just the sex; it's also the pain because he's feeling the pain at work and he's enjoying that. But then he also obviously enjoys the sex, so he starts spanking his wife and doing things like that with whips and stuff like that. She doesn't like it at all. She's like, "Fucking stop!" But he's enjoying it at the same time because mm-hmm. he feels what she's going through. Anyways, he drives his wife out, and after a while, he just can't. He well, he can't come anymore. He he, he can't find that pleasure, so he ends up like basically self mutilating him, him himself. He just starts pulling fingernails out and cutting himself up, and he's just this complete wreck. Where I'm going with all this is this is I was like this, what this is kind of the same thing like he, he's getting so much he he's so into the sex and so into the pleasure side of things that it just takes a dark turn and it's like okay that doesn't do it anymore I need the pain type that of thing. seems awfully complex it's so for crazy 1888 well I mean people have always been complex yeah you know what I mean? but like. Anyways, like that though. But Kaminsky was linked by mitochondrial DNA, and it was also backed and put into the Journal of Forensic Science in 2019, which is. I this mean, year. how advanced is that? How advanced is linking something I mean, from yeah, mitochondrial okay. DNA? Okay, there's only 1,200 prostitutes in the area, right? What's the odds that Kaminsky hooks up with one of these prostitutes and just the same just on the show? Yeah, I mean, it could happen. It can happen for sure. Can't say I've never jizzed on a scarf. I can. I've never jizzed on a scarf. Really? They're so soft. Never jizzed on a scarf. I usually use my hand or something along those lines, you know, if I'm doing it by myself. Hey, when it's an emergency and you gotta Emergency? I've never had an emergency to where I gotta jerk it. I've never had a jerk it emergency. Well then you don't you don't know what's going on. (laughs) Where you you just have to come so bad that you just jerk it into a scarf. Hey, you had no plan going in, but all of a sudden things are hot and heavy and you got to grab something <laughs> in the scarf's there and you got to make it happen, man. Well, I mean, that happens. Or you could just do the carpet mush. Just jizz you can't the car- do the carpet mush. Just jizz into the carpet no. and rub it with your sock. No. Rub it with your sock. Then the carpet's never soft again. Yeah. It's carpet. You can't throw the carpet in the dry. In the You can't get carpet dry cleaned. I got a carpet cleaner. You know. Are you referencing your tongue or for real? <laughs> for real, I got okay, an actual okay. carpet cleaner, the tool. Anyway. So let's get down to brass tacks here. Alright, so you you have Kaminsky. Well, I like I like Kaminsky. I don't know if that's actually him, but there's a lot of circumstantial evidence that Why points to him. are we so quick to assume Jack the Ripper's gender? It could be Jill the Ripper. Okay, so what what does bitch do? Alright. So we're talking Mary Kelly, right? Mary Ripper's Kelly. final victim. Yeah. She was killed between three thirty and four AM on November oh on the ninth of November. I that throws me off so bad. <laughs> oh yet a witness claimed to have seen her at eight thirty AM then again an hour later looking ill. So she said she knew that it was Mary Kelly because she recognized her clothing, but she was already dead for at least four hours. Okay. But she saw her going down the street looking ill. But she had been dead. Right. 
But she only recognized her by her clothing. So okay, one so of the it, running theories it wasn't her. was that the killer could have dressed in Kelly's clothing after the murder, hid their face, and walked around town to confuse investigators. Another theory is that Mary Kelly was pregnant at the time of her death and may have been in contact with a midwife or abortionist. So mm. this woman could have been called to Kelly's home, murdered her, and not aroused any suspicion given that midwives were frequently called upon at all hours of the night. Uh, a midwife would also have enough knowledge to, of the human body to remove organs expertly. So it also mm. sort, but it makes sort of sense. so expertly done. It was just kind of... Jagged incisions, things like that. It, it wasn't right. real. Like, but they removed the uterus. They removed the, uh, well, the kidney. I um, mean, I would know what a kidney looks like if I cut somebody open. I took ninth grade science. Would you, though? Yeah. Would you know exactly where to locate it and get it out? Yeah, right down here. Right there. I'm not a dummy. That was pretty good. Yeah, I know. Fuck off. <laughs> it also sort of makes sense that the killer could be a woman because... The letters to the inspectors were signed Jack the Ripper. The killer could have taken on a male pseudonym just to throw investigators off the scent. Yeah, but right? How, like, I mean, if you if they saw that person walking in a dress, it could have very well been a man. I mean, there's feminine-looking guys that could have just put on a dress to keep up appearances or, like, to throw people off the thing. Okay. You know what I mean? It could have just been somebody trying to flee a scene, and obviously... They saw him in a certain set of clothing, so they had a disguise on, or like they're just like let me use this. Well, they're this, wearing you know? the fucking person they killed clothes. Yeah, because they got off on it, because they had oh, nymphomania. Anyways. They get off on experiencing. Yeah, I want to walk in your shoes. I don't wanna, yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay. A top suspect in the Jill the Ripper theory was horseshit. A woman by the name of Mary Piercy who was executed in 1890 for brutally killing her lover's wife and child by stabbing them and slitting their throats. That's that's awesome. So the manner of execution and the fact that Piercy killed her victims elsewhere before discarding their bodies in the streets was similar to the M.O. of the Ripper and makes her kind of a viable suspect. Yeah. The, she, she, yeah. she kills them and then she brings their bodies elsewhere. Well, I mean... We, it's not established. We kind of assume that that's it because they don't mention any like excessive blood or anything like that. Right. And obviously they found them in streets because that's I, I would assume that's where they dump them because you're not just going to kill somebody in the middle of the street and because you mm. get inru- interrupted, people will hear you, things like that. So, I mean, you wouldn't do that. So we assume that they're being dropped off, which, I mean, would suit the MO. Right. But... Uh, mutilation it, it did get aggressively worse or uh, not aggressively, aggressively. Gra- gradually worse progressively worse yeah no same I think that's what I was going for mm-hmm. but gradually works the same way it did get worse but she didn't she didn't take organs did she uh no I mean it was also her her lover's wife and child yeah just so... fucking stabbed him Stab. She slit their throats. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Which is and cut them up. Part of the mo. I'm gonna cut you up. See. Oh, that's the twenty. The nineteen twenty. Sorry. Uh, you got any more suspects? Have you ever heard of H. H. Holmes? 
Yes, I'm so glad you did this one because I didn't have time to research it. You, you didn't do any, any I love, research? I love the H.H. Holmes theory. Though. So, H.H. Holmes, it was a... In the late 1800s, just the same time frame as Jack the Ripper, Jack the Ripper, Jack the Ripper was a serial killer who terrorized Chicago through his elaborate maze of death traps built into a massive three-story hotel that would take up an entire block on 63rd and Wallace Streets. It's like a whole episode of Black Mirror, this guy. It's like an episode of Black Mirror and American Horror Story, like yeah, mixed, like for up. real. H.H. Uh, H. Holmes was a, a name that he took up. He was actually born Herbert uh, Herman Webster Mudgett, M-U-D-G-E-T-T, Mudgett. I thought you were going to say Hunter Hearst Hemsley. That's, he is Triple H. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed that. Um, the... Basically, he's an infamous fixture, fixture in American history because yeah. of what he did. Dude, at the fucking Chicago World's Fair, he killed so, so many so people. He he confessed to killing twenty seven people, and Dude. he confessed he confessed to killing twenty seven people in what he well what's known as the murder castle. I don't think he called it that, but it's known as the murder castle. Uh, Although many believe that the victim the victim count was more around two hundred, because his well, let's just get into it. We're not we're not even going to talk to this here real quick. The infamous murder castle. So this thing was built for killing, literally built for killing. So not th- for speed. Well, could have been for killing. Could have been, depending on how fast they built it. But through a series of con, uh, con acts and misdirects, Holmes uh, basically entrusted himself into a pharmacist and his wife across the street from the lot that he was looking at. So he gets in there and he becomes all friendly and he ends up conning these people into giving him the pharmacy and the building that he works in. So he ends up getting a lot of money off of that but he eyed the building across the street so long story short he ends up buying that building and begins uh planning uh a build of his own he takes the building like if macaulay culkin got an empty building it's exactly what it is. Like- it's, it's like it's like jigsaw home alone yeah well i mean macaulay no really kevin McAllister is jigsaw but I mean, that's a different episode. That is a different episode. Uh, but he would... Holy shit. <laughs> to evade discovery, he would get different crews in there. So he would he, he would hire a crew. He'd have them build as much as he could. And he would then fire them really quickly. And he would basically refuse to pay them. And he would claim that it was shoddy work. Basically holding tight to his architectural plans... Uh, he only gave out bits and pieces of information to different crews. And as soon as I think as soon as they start to figure something out, he would end up firing them mm-hmm. and he would basically do that. So they would, they wouldn't figure out the intent right. of this place, which was crazy. And his whole goal was, as you mentioned before, was to get this thing built before the World's Fair had happened. Chicago's World's Fair, um, also known as the Columbian Exposition. Uh, 
he wanted to get that done before it opened because he wanted to basically open it up as a hotel for people at the World's Fair or yeah. not just people, mainly women. He wanted uh, young women that were seemed like they were alone. So to disguise this whole thing, interesting. He, it was a three-story place. It was a three-story mansion. The thing looks ridiculous. Um, to disguise this whole thing, he ends up putting storefronts on the first the first floor is all storefronts and then there's two stories above this but the the stories above this were ridiculous uh the hotel itself it never actually ran as a hotel yeah. like they say it was a hotel and that's what he told people to get it in there but it never actually ran as a hotel the hotel was a maze of hallways soundproof rooms that often locked from the outside and gas pipes that were controlled by panels and Holmes' uh, own closet. Additionally, closets had peepholes and secret panels that led to passageways, which Holmes passed through as he pleased. Uh, there was trap doors in the floors and ceiling and horrifying greased chutes that funneled victims down into the basement to where you 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 go you going dead. You yeah. you gonna be dead. Right. Um there was it was there was acid pits there was gas chambers there was crazy things where you would go in this maze of hallways and not know what you're doing and you would find yourself in a different room and you would die like it it, it was ridiculous there was elaborate contraptions left and right where it's just you're not getting out of this place um, he also had a human-sized oven that can heat up to 3,000 degrees, turning his victims into untraceable ashes. Um, many of the people that went into the building, as you would probably assume... Ended up as these untraceable ashes. Um, they went missing, and you can never find them again. Uh, another crazy thing was is Holmes ran a side business where he would also sell... Everybody got a side hustle, bro. Well, his side hustle was a little gruesome where he sold skeletons to medical schools. It's the perfect so, side hustle for him. So He's already killing people. So, so he would take the victims from the murder castle and sell them to medical schools for research purposes. And nobody knew... Nobody had a question. No, you, well, nobody had a clue. They were just like, "Okay, we're, this is where you get skeletons Not, from." Where'd See? you get this skeleton, sir? Nope. It just that's the way it worked. So, this being said, the latter suggestion that there had been closer to more, uh, more close to two hundred victims, makes a whole lot more sense yeah, because there's, if he burned them up, he cremated half of them. Some of them were Sold in acid. There was much more than just 27 people. And he admitted to the 27 people, probably because he remembered what their names were. So, fast forward. Holmes, supposedly, he ends up getting uh, executed and hung at the gallows. Um, not sure of the time. I forgot to put it down in my notes. Sorry, guys. But he gets hung at the gallows, and he's put up to put up to die. He's just hanging there, bobbing around. <laughs> That's a appropriate use of that. Uh, celebrating H.H. H. Holmes' death. Uh, you know, this is kind of confusing because H.H. H. Holmes was also a, sci a science fiction writer. 
At the same, really? uh, yeah, there was another. If if you look up H.H. H. Holmes, there's yeah. also a science fiction writer. Okay, so how so, does he get from Chicago? So to London, there to is, Whitechapel. There is no like concrete evidence that this had happened naturally. Yeah, well, I mean, in they don't have it. They didn't. Oh, the records weren't good. They're in the, no, none of that. They didn't. They didn't pin anybody down. They weren't. They didn't cause. They didn't. Uh, convict anybody of the murder so obviously they didn't have much evidence on anybody but jeff meggett claims to have heard yeah jeff not hh meggett meggett mudget sorry mudget so the great great grandson of hh holmes whose birth name was herman meggett uh mudget keep saying meggett don't know Uh, kermudget kermudget um he inherited two diaries from his uh great grandfather and after having a expert analyze the handwriting they determined that they were hh holmes who had authored them okay he includes long's transcriptions of this diary uh he obviously he got rich off of this and he wrote a book about it so take this with a grain of salt so but Uh he puts this in the book uh along with photocopies of the excerpts of the the diary where Maggot goes through his childhood and basically, or Mudget, I keep saying Maggot. I don't know why I have that on my mind. But H.H. H. Holmes goes through, uh, he goes through a story of he was raped by a priest as a child, oh. which screwed him up. Um, and there's also a story that he escaped prison and staged his own execution. So he got executed and hung at the gallows. But apparently that was staged. So he had conned somebody just like he had conned the old couple into buying mm-hmm. the uh, pharmacy across the street from his murder castle. He conned somebody and convinced somebody into taking his place at the gallows. Don't know how the fuck you do that, but he... This is a silver tongue motherfucker. I'm telling right you, but he convinced somebody. is like, you look enough like me to where they're not going to notice. And So you get hung instead of me. And I'll yep. make sure you're taken care of. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no, you'll be fine. I'll cut you down before hey, you're gee, dead. Thanks, thanks, Mr. H.J. Holmes. <laughs> I'll cut you down before you're done type of thing. But in this, he admits to plenty of murders and goes into detail about the stuff that he did. He also says that he committed the murders of Jack the Ripper. He goes... <laughs> so when he was committing these murders <coughs> it was around the same time of jack the ripper uh, uh-huh. in, in the same time frame as jack the ripper but he ends up his execution was two years i believe in uh 90 or 80 uh 86 bef- couple before a years, the jack the ripper couple of years couple of years before jack the ripper was supposed to have happened but in these diaries, they say he escaped it, and at that point, you're going to end up going living on the lamb and trying to get out of the country and flee and be alive. I but, mean, in the 1800s, did you really have to get out of the country? You just got to escape um, the Pinkertons. <laughs> They're coming after you, Dutch. You better watch it. <laughs> but uh, they describe. He goes into. Uh, details saying that he had an assistant and uh, a literal 
partner in crime that they would go around uh, the streets of England during the time of the Whitechapel murders, and he was basically ordering his assistant to kill these people, and he called it training. So he would have his partner in crime, and they would go through it. I guess they were both accomplices in these murders. They could have been other murders, like the ones that later happened after. Is that like why one was fancy dressed and one was shabby? Could have been. I mean, they, they didn't want to be seen. It's obviously something that you're not just going to be out in the open doing. So one of them could have been hiding while the other one was doing the deed. So uh-huh. there could have been a couple of different appearances. Um you just put those two together. I didn't really okay. put that together. But they were going into it, and they were saying uh, in the Ripper's cases twice in the canonical five, there was ovaries taken or uh, yeah, the uterus. the uterus was taken. They were saying that Holmes was trying to make himself, uh, he was on the pursuit of a youth serum. And, and it included the uterus. And apparently, it, it it up. They said it was upper class women, which doesn't make much sense. Mm-hmm. But he could have murdered more upper class women that weren't associated with Jack the Ripper. Um, but they were saying he believed that rich women's uterus uh, ovaries would supposedly have healthier hormones uh, than. Uh, poor impoverished women. He's women's trying to uterus. balance his hormones. <laughs> exactly. And they have better hormones, which would add to longevity of life. As so, much of an asshole as he is, smart guy. So, in his pursuit. It's, it's pretty true. So, <laughs> in his pursuit of uh, a youth serum, he would take the uterus and ovaries and things out of women and basically consume them so he could. Eat them. Yeah. Or. Why didn't, why didn't he just eat the placenta? Make a that's already ovary shake. Out. I mean, the placenta only happens at childbirth. Yeah, but it has all the stuff you need. It has electrolytes. None of these women were pregnant except for the last one, where she was she was suspected of being pregnant. It could have happened. I'm just saying it would have been a greener alternative for him to be eating placenta, placenta, because it's just coming out, uterized. just walking around with midwives. Yeah. And just being like, let me get that placenta. There. Right. Let me get that placenta there. Right. But I mean, that was just a side effect because he, who the fuck knows what he wants. They didn't really go into the psychology of him. He was literally just a serial killer. A he guy was that, fucked by a priest. That doesn't make you a serial killer. It, it doesn't, it, it doesn't not make you a serial killer. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, how many, how many serial killers have been out there that have. Have been how many serial mo- killers came from a loving family have and had been, no trauma happen to them in their childhood? They got molested. Not very many. That's yeah, true. Yeah, Don't molest John, kids. John Wayne Gacy. You heard it here first. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's. Don't molest kids. It's bad. Okay. Um, but that was just one of his pursuits. But is that your strongest hmm. suspect? Out of the bunch, it, it this is a guy that literally lives in Chicago. And died in Chicago. They say he died in but Chicago. Allegedly, a journal that somebody made a shit ton of money off of. Well, somebody made a shit ton of money off yeah. of. Mm-hmm. But a journal that had been proved. Wait, was this the Maybrick Diary? No, 
This was okay. H. H. Holmes diaries, not okay. the Maybrick diary. Not the James Maybrick bullshit. No, no, no. This they they had a handwriting expert go over it and it matched H. H. Holmes handwriting. So these journals were from H. H. Holmes. They weren't just made up mm-hmm. from somebody. They they were from him. And it detailed how he got out of uh his execution and fled. And he ended up But it didn't say where he fled to. Let's see. Jack goes positive. Uh, nope. They just okay. said, but in the diaries, it does say that he was in London. They didn't say that he fled directly to London, uh-huh. but in the diaries, it says that he was in London with an assistant, his partner in crime, where he would literally go around and murder people. And these diaries say it point blank straight up. And his great grandson is getting rich off of it, which I mean compelling you can take it with a grain of salt yeah but i would there was it was a literal psychopath that made a murder fucking castle where he would go around and literally just lure people in off the streets and so and kill them for no reason you could argue that slashing a throat twice and Mm -hmm. making an incision down the stomach would be not part of h.h holmes mo it wouldn't be part of h.h holmes mo but at that point, he had faked his own death. So why would you go over to London and create a murder castle too with the exact same mo as what you were doing before? Because it just worked to, the first time. Yeah, but why would you do that again if you're trying to avoid? Because you're insane. If and you're, you're trying to kill people, and you don't if you're, really have a reason for killing them. If you're trying to avoid being caught, you uh, avoided execution. They once. don't avoid being caught. That's the thing about serial killers. They want to be caught. They uh, need structure to their life, some and of they them. need someone to tell them, some you've of them done do. fucked up, kid. If you escaped execution, would you keep going and doing the same thing, or would you like try to be caught like you're saying they would? Depends. Why, why would you want to be caught? Are you John Marston, or are you Dutch? Mm. What you want to do? I'm a John Marston. All right. Myself. Then you're not going to do it. Yeah. But anyways, but he... he it makes a whole lot of sense why if you're to go over, if you're to escape execution, you're still alive and you flee the country, but you still want to keep killing people. It makes a lot of sense that you would switch up what you're doing just so you can avoid being linked or like, hey, wait, this is the same fucking guy <clears throat> and go after it. That way you can be on much more low key level. Let me let me introduce you to somebody named Francis Tumbledy. Nganu? No, Tumbledy. Hmm. Well, T U M B L E T Y. Francis Ngadu is a murderer too. If you watch any UFC, that man, he could touch you with his big finger and you're you're going down. So Francis Tumbledy is Tumbledy. He's Jack. No, H H Holmes is Jack the Ripper. Anyway, not much is known about the early years of Francis Tumbledy, but he's described as awkward, good for nothing. And utterly devoid of education by his peers. So we can assume that he's not generally liked or appreciated by the people around him. Tumlady began his career in medicine, eventually becoming a physician. Medicine. He got into trouble a couple of times. First, he was trying to abort the pregnancy of a prostitute. Uh, And then again, when a patient under his care died from taking medicine that he prescribed, both times he was actually let off of the charges. 
things really got fucking creepy when he was hosting a dinner party. Tom Letty lamented to his guests about his hatred for women, or as he called them, cattle. Oh, like Kaminsky. Similar. Uh, yeah. He cited a specific hatred for prostitutes. Okay. He brought them into his office and showed off a collection of curious medical specimens, including more than a dozen jars containing, drumroll please, ovaries, human uteri. I've never heard of yes, this one. uterus. I haven't heard of this guy. Women's uteruses. Well, it, you've probably seen this in our research. How hard is it to find Jack the Ripper suspects? Like it's does it's not just readily available, you know. No, when you type like in, legitimate ones, it's hard. It, when you type in Jack the Ripper, it comes up with a story of it, yeah. and then the, it doesn't really give you any suspects because they don't know anything. So you got to like find well, these like specific lists, people. And then it's like eighties fucking suspects, and you're yeah. like, well, no, half of them don't make any sense. Yep. But Tumletty makes sense. Eventually, he flees to Liverpool. And he's actually charged on suspicion for being Jack the Ripper. The Ripper. While awaiting trial, I think he you said flees. Ripper the first time. I think so too. <laughs> he flees again to France, where he adopts an alias, and then he eventually travels back to the United States. After he back. left, back was yeah. he from the U.S.? He was from the U.S. Oh, okay. And he goes back after oh, he left. The Ripper killing Holmes. The Ripper killing stopped. Yeah, except there's actual documents of him going between. Mm-hmm. The UK mm-hmm. and the US. So after he leaves, Ripper killings stop. But because of his flighty nature and his agility, he's never apprehended by the police. Okay. Because he's deacon, ducking, diving, and dodging. <laughs> if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Oh, RIP Rip. So that's. He just died the other Francis day. Francis Tumbletty fucking did that shit. Oh, that- he hates prostitutes. Okay. He hates women in general. He hates prostitutes especially. So, he has jars of fucking women's uteri. So it, that was like that was being a, a physician is one thing. Having just fucking jars of uteruses. Uteri. You're right. I'm sorry. But okay, how uteruses? How much of that story was embellished? Because the nobody like police officers didn't go in his house and find uteri. This was somebody that was at a dinner party that said that he had uh, showed them his collection of whatever the fuck he had mm-hmm. and talked about hatred. This was a person saying A reputable this. source, yes. Oh, somebody at his dinner party that might have been scared of him and yeah. just kind of, you know. Yeah. What, oh, so she was a prostitute and that's why she's talking because he hated her? Maybe. Oh, okay. But how much of that could have gotten embellished over... The fact that we know that H.H. H. Holmes had a murder castle and we have his diaries with, confer- with confirmed uh, handwriting analysis saying that this- he wrote this, which also stated that he faked his own death and fled. And these actually happened. This is, this is analysis Look, rather than there just was- an eyewitness account with the most coincidence like, oh yeah, this was what Jack of the Ripper had. So let's just say this is exactly what this guy had in his house. For him to switch up MO doesn't make sense. It does make sense. If you're trying to not be caught. I'm talking about a guy, Tumletty. He literally cuts out women's uteri. 
Well, how do you know he didn't? Just He's get that already from fitting the fucking mo. He hates prostitutes. Okay, so so did the, the not prostitutes, but Kaminsky hated he women. Hates women, but not prostitutes necessarily. Okay, if you lived in, uh, he hated Tumlet. He hated women. He hated prostitutes specifically. Specifically, but if you lived in the area of East London at the time. And you hated women. The easiest place to find women would be a brothel where there was over 1,200 prostitutes anyways. And 62 brothels. So even if you hated women, you would most likely just go to a brothel because you know you're going to find women there. There's True. plenty of prostitutes. So, I mean, it that story, if, if it's in that place, it's... It's just, that's kind of coincidental. If you hate women, that just happens. Coincidental that he had fucking uteri in jars? Well, it's coincidental that the eyewitness at a dinner party said he had uterus in jars. Mm. That's an eyewitness, though. Eyewitness. And and, it had a clear shot of what what was going on in there. And what's not admissible in court, Christopher? Oh, yeah. Eyewitness accounts. It's called hearsay. I tried to drop the mic, but I got a boom. You, you can't know, drop can't. it. But yeah, eyewitness accounts are—they're not admissible. Oh, I got as, you. I got you. As evidence. What's in not court. admissible in court? Eyewitness accounts, as evidence. <laughs> I think that's admissible. What? What if the the prosecutor just busted out? I got another piece of evidence for you. <laughs> just out, and they they pop out the evidence That'd like a amazing. magician. I would like you know? that. But. You can't handle the truth. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. You can't handle it. <laughs> I don't know about you. That that seems like it's a little too perfect to me. I think the H. H. Holmes one is a little too perfect. How's it? no? You started trying to poke holes in it, saying why would he change the mo? Why would he do this? And why would he do that? If you're not trying to, if you're trying not to get caught. That's exactly what you're going to do. And especially if you have a partner in crime or an assistant that you're training, quote unquote, who's to say that that's not their MO? Here's my problem with the whole Jack the Ripper thing. Jack the Ripper. Who the fuck? It was so long ago. It was, well. And there's only, there's, honestly, there's only. In the grand scheme of things, it wasn't that long ago. There's only a handful of people that, okay, as far as the universe is concerned, no, it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. What the fuck ever, Kyle? As as far as I'm concerned, there's only a handful of suspects that could have actually done it. Who did it? I think we said them all. Yes, we did say them all. Except for the the chick. I don't don't Fuck you, man. I don't go for that one. That's sexist. That's not true. That's not cool. I just don't subscribe to that one. It doesn't sound very feasible. Don't be mad at me just because you're sexist. <laughs> Fuck you, one. God damn it! How did I let you do that? It's a mic drop. You just if I ever heard it. Son of a bitch. So H H Holmes did it. Nah. Homeboy had a murder castle, bro. Tum Letty. Tum Letty. Tum Letty. I don't know. Bloody. The ice the the eyewitness account just seems a little too fishy. Uteri. Uteri. So, let, well let me ask you. What, when did Uteri. No, serious question. When when did the the witness say that this like when when did they come out and tell you tell whoever Tell me. 
will tell you directly. Me, this is eyewitness account. So fresh. When you when you interviewed your source, my eighteen hundred source. When did they tell you about this? This was did the it, dinner party. Specifically, yeah. was in eighteen eighty eight. 1888. So what? So month? whilst what month? These killings. It didn't say a month. It didn't say a month. And when did they come out and say this? Like when did the person say this stuff? I have no idea. So if the person came out and said this stuff and came forward with information, say in 1889, who's to say they just they just didn't take the evidence and mo from jack the ripper and say hey this fucking creepy guy had uterus in his fucking house stop trying to poke holes in my shit bro hey that's Who's what to say that's what we do here you try to poke holes in my shit i try they, to poke holes in your shit they literally fucking took a diary which he could have wrote whatever the fuck he wanted in his diary whatever the fuck he wanted you know what anything you're literally taking the dude's account, his own account. You know what just happened? Okay, Ron Hubbard. I was just... No, not that one. (laughs) John Smith. Oh, yeah. I just became Mormon because I just sipped the fucking Kool-Aid. You did. You sipped the Kool-Aid like a motherfucker. You sipped the H.H. Holmes Kool-Aid. I read the Golden Tablets and thought it was God's word. God fucking have it. Huh? Can I see the Golden Tablets? No, you can't because they're only for my eyes. (sighs) I actually buried them again. Damn it. I'll show you where they're at, though. Okay. Oh, no, I lost them. Sorry, I can't uh, find them anymore. You know what? I I lost what it said, too. That's okay. I'll do it. That's okay, because Tum Lady did it. I'll do it from memory. Tum Lady's Jack the Ripper. Uh, You heard it here first. I might agree with that. You heard it here first. 